yes, oftentimes fasting is about food, right? It's about literally what we're taking into our bodies. And we'll talk about that, but it's also about so many other things. Um, and so we'll, um, we'll dig into that a little bit. And normally, you know, when we think of fasting, we just think of, you know, we give up food for three days or, you know, whatever that looks like. And we'll unpack some of those things, but um, it can apply to social media and it, it can apply to anything that we've talked about tonight. I mean, you can't fast from work or you'll probably lose your job, but there's, there's ways to think about that, right? There's ways to check. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Take vacation. Um, there's ways to do that where we can kind of reorder ourselves, right? And so Brian's going to kick us off um, with some of that, but just whatever that is for you, um, you know, whether that's food or something else, um, just be thinking about that tonight. And it could be multiple things. Um, I know it is for me. And so we'll switch places. Okay, I'm going to be a little bit of a killjoy here because I'm going to um, say that unless fasting, and, and, you know, who knows if this will, if history will bear me out, but unless fasting is centered on food, then it begins to lose its meaning. And here's what I mean by that. Every year, um, for about two years in a row, (laughs) several years ago, um, in other words, about 2013 and 2014, I gave up um, the internet for Lent, and I called it the Lenternet. No. um, (laughs) I, I gave that up, and I called it a fast. And, you know, it is, in, as Megan was just saying, you know, a fast can expand to include many different things. But um, after a while, um, it lost its power to that, after the second year, really, it, it began to lose its power to make any appreciable inroad into my life from a spiritual standpoint. Now, fasting food from food can also be um, misapplied or it can um, be practiced in a way that, that does not bring spiritual benefit. But um, here's, here's why I think... Uh, that fell flat for me. <clears throat> when you consider what a human being needs to live, um, food, water, shelter, clothing, um, and the, uh, very importantly, fellowship, uh, love, uh, that kind of thing. Um, fasting related to food is really the only realistic way that we can um, interrupt that uh, that chain of needs. Um, we cannot we cannot fast from clothing and I, 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 that sounds weird, but um, it, really seriously speaking, well what, when I say we cannot, what I mean is what I mean is, it would it would not be 
it would not be worth the trouble that it would cause in society for us to fast from clothing. And, and by the way, y'all, this is very important, I think, uh, what, if, one way of looking at it. If there was anything good that came out of the fall of man, it was clothing. But anyway, uh, that's, um, but, but that aside, fasting from clothing, no, that's a, that's a non-starter. Fasting from water uh, would not get you very far at all without killing you. Um, and uh, fasting from shelter, this you could say, uh, you know, probably, but this, is, this would be much less accessible uh, for us due to exposure and so forth. Um, and fasting from fellowship or community or love that's that is it's food uh that uh, of those basic needs it's 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 food and and by the way when i say fellowship and love and so forth i don't mean only other human beings although that's indispensable i also mean god um but it's food or nothing and in um in the somatic um therapy realm which deals with uh therapy um as using the body as an entry point for uh, accessing emotional um, disorders. Somatic therapy will recommend often that breathing be regulated. And when you think about it, breathing is the only bodily function of the autonomic nervous system that, can, uh, that you can readily access and um, control. You cannot control your heart rate directly. You cannot control um, how you know your um, how your thyroid you know produces uh, its uh, hormones and so forth. Uh, but you can control breathing, and by uh, using that as an entry point, because bre- breathing is not completely out of your control but it's not completely in your control either. Uh, you will breathe when you're asleep. And this is, of course, um, notwithstanding the um, presence of sleep apnea and so forth. But, um, but that's a disorder. Uh, so uh, all things being normal, uh, breathing will continue when you're not aware of it. But you can vol- use exercise some voluntary control over it. And this is analogous to eating. Um, you, there are other things that you, you, I mean, you could, you could stop doing those other things, but it would be to your almost immediate detriment. Food, not so much. And so um, when our Lord went into the wilderness after he was baptized, uh, he, he went into the wilderness to forego food for 40 days. Um, he did not uh, have anything to eat. He didn't drink for a long time. Um, but he, he was in a weakened state. Uh, keep this in mind. He was in a weakened state when he faced the devil, the devil's temptations. Uh, this may have, may have been the first major uh, encounter with the devil that we, that we know of.
section of Scripture, it says that the devil left him until another opportunity would arise. And so we know, in fact, when Jesus and Peter were at loggerheads over um, Jesus' future, Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. And he rightly recognized, of course, that this was another uh, appearance of the devil. Not that he was assuming Peter's form, but uh, the devil was woven through this conversation that Peter was having with Jesus. And so we know that the devil came back to him, but he was in a weakened state, and he he accessed that which was most readily available and least lethal in, in the sense of foregoing food, um, again, water for a time, but, but especially food, and he um, became weak. Now, you can go without social media. It may, you may think you're going to die, but Lord knows you're not. And, um, and, and you can go without, uh, you know, driving, or you can go without your special brand of shoe or whatever for, uh, you know, all the, you know, for as long as you want, and it's not going to uh, affect the, the way that you were designed to function in the world like food will, because food, again, is uh, essential. It is essential, and, and that is to say that it is part of the essence of staying alive. And so, I don't mean the song by the Bee Gees, um, but the... the um, but it is essential. It is essential. And so if we're going to fast, it has to be patterned on the essential. Fasting will mean that like our Lord, you say, I am going to take an essential component of my existence and I am going to pattern a fast in other areas. But fasting... Uh, most properly understood, has, has got to interrupt an essential pattern, a fundamental pattern of your life. This is, it is not for the faint of heart. Um, it takes courage to do that because uh, fasting introduces an element of silence into your life. And I, I mean silence somewhat figuratively there. I don't, I'm not talking about smacking your food and all that. I, what I'm saying is, um, it, is a, it is a quieting of a process. It is a stilling, a stilling of a process. And this is, this is very alien to you. It is. Um, we, are, we are used to... The sun rising, the sun setting. We are used to seasons. We are we are accustomed to uh, birds flying in the air. You know, we're we're accustomed to a plant growing. You know, and and blooming and so forth. And when cycles are interrupted, it is it is disturbing and it is unbalancing. Uh, for a time, for a time, foregoing uh, Facebook will be unbalancing for you but in the long run it is not essential it will be there is something else that's going to come along to take the place of Facebook you know um, and 
you know, that's our, it's already happening. I mean, they've renamed Facebook Meta, you know, the, the company, that is. And so uh, looking forward, Zuckerberg is talking about looking forward to the metaverse and, you know, everybody's going to be living out their, living their best avatar now. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's how that's going to be. Uh, but there will, there, you know, nothing is going to come in and take the place of food. Nothing is going to come in and take the place of water. Nothing is going to come in and take the place of love. You know, love, you know, what's love got to do with it? Um, and um, all together now, uh, which is another song, by the way. Uh, by the Beatles, but anyway, uh, the the um, never mind. Uh, you know, chop the tree and all that. Uh, but anyway, um, that's all together now. But here's the thing, y'all: nothing is going to come in and take the place of the essentials. And fasting must start with the interruption of an essential, because it will it will then begin to work on us and pare us down to the to an awareness of our dependence and and it is unsettling it introduces as i said a, a, an element of stillness into our lives often uh, it's it's not uncommon to be afraid of silence you know when there's a lull in the conversation um, it is sometimes painful sometimes painful and People fill it with all kinds of things. You know, they fill it with, so, yeah, you know. And so it, it is, it's hard. Fasting is going to be that same way. When you interrupt the normal pattern of taking food, occupy your time in that way. Um, and then it becomes, what am I going to do? It becomes very uncomfortable, and then you get hungry. That's even before you get hungry. It's it's sort of like, well, they're all going out, and I can't, you know, go out with them because they're going to be eating, and I can't eat. And um, or it it is, and then you get hungry, and then you go, now what I'm going to do? I'm stuck. All of that must happen. It must, you know, you can again, you can feel that if you forego Facebook for a while. But it's not going to make a long-term impact because it's not going to drive you to question uh, what you are fundamentally like uh, going to the, the root level of the essentials. And so you will stop that and you will feel um, extremely disoriented. You will feel uh, then hungry. You, you might even feel physically ill. Uh, for a while. All of that, now again, notwithstanding uh, medical issues, uh, these are, and, and I think Megan may say a little bit more about that. Um, so you got to, you know, take caution there. Um, but you will go through a whole lot of things and your body will, will tell you, it is time, it is time. And fasting is a, is a way of saying spiritually, and I really mean your spirit saying, um, you are a servant to the divine. 
you are a servant to the spiritual realm. It's not the other way around. And that's, you must be patient. As the spirit rises, your human spirit in you and communes with the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit is in agreement uh, with that and, and encouraging that kind of conversation with yourself. Um, and he says, go ahead and tell yourself, you are God. And it is only at that essential level that that can take place. Now, again, once that rhythm is in place, you may see, okay, um, Facebook, you know, or you may see, okay, uh, my job is taking center stage. You will be able to think in the stillness of the stoppage of that regular rhythm of eating, you will be able to think clearly. It's counterintuitive. Jesus was able to think more clearly in his humanity when he faced the devil. Um, he was able to rise and say, my immediate needs, even the needs of my body, do not outweigh the needs of the whole world. And um, so the, the devil eventually could make no headway. And, um, and Jesus was weak, and he was in great need of sustenance after that. Angels came and ministered to him, the, Bible's, the Bible says. Um, so all I'm saying now, right now is we center that fasting on food. We have a special relationship with food. It is a, uh, absolutely vital that we take food. But we do have a measure of control, sort of like breathing. That's the voluntary part. And, and we, we center it on that. And then that's where all other kinds of fasting take their strength, is because it is modeled after that central a courageous step of stilling that pattern, that vital pattern of eating, okay? And uh, it will lead us into ways of thinking, it can lead us into ways of thinking that far surpass uh, what we could do otherwise. And this is, this is God knows this. And he leads us into that. None of this is to say that fasting cannot be abused. It can be abused. But there will be, there will be little to no clarity of thinking if uh, the, the fundamental reason for fasting and the largest motive for it is to get the upper hand over someone else or to prove uh, to God that you are worthy. Um, it is an act of courage. It is an act of humility. And it will lead you to um, good things. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, throughout all of this, we're going to, um, as y'all have had in the past, and um, we're going to do Slido for questions, and um, we can also call some out later at the end, but um, we'll set up a Slido 
just in case y'all would rather submit some questions um, anonymously. And so, um, so Brian, that was that was a really good way to set us off. Um, and just so y'all, before you start thinking that, oh my gosh, these people are so like lame that we're talking about fasting and this really non-exciting thing. Um, I just want you to know that this isn't just. Okay, well I'm glad. Um, yeah, <laughs> as am I. <laughs> we, I just wanted y'all to know this isn't totally random. Um, I've talked to several of y'all over probably the last six, nine months um, where this has just come up as a place of um, maybe we have some questions. Maybe there's things that you're like, I just don't know about this. I don't know if um, how I would start doing this. Um, how do I actually do this? Um, and... Also, I think it's one of those things that sometimes in church we can assume wrongly. Um, And at church we can say, well, fasting, you know, we talk about prayer and fasting all the time. And fasting is kind of one of those things that we um, just lump into conversation. And we don't necessarily stop and camp out there very often. And so we can kind of assume that you totally understand fasting and all of the ins and outs. And really we haven't talked about it. And and it's something that can go poorly um, if you've never done it before, or if you don't know what you're doing. And so we don't want you to suffer in that alone. And so that's part of part of why we're bringing that up. But also, um, slowly but surely, we are steering the boat towards Easter and towards Lent. Um, and that is a common time where people practice fasting. And so I just wanted to have this conversation before we jump into that season. Um, oh, thank you. Slido's up. Okay, cool. Okay, so slide.do or slido.com. Keyword is M-W-I-T-C. Um, if you want to submit a question anonymously, we can use that. Um, and so just just so you all know, that was part of why I wanted to talk about this tonight. Because it's one of these kind of basic things that we um, hear a lot about as Christians, but not necessarily something that we unpack very often. Um, and it can it can do real damage if we don't. And so... Um, so just like we were saying earlier, a lot of the things that we talked about aren't necessarily bad things when they start out, right? A lot of the things that we end up centering our time or our lives around, they're not necessarily bad things. Um, a lot of them are good things, or at least neutral, right? Um, but when we give them enough unchecked power, they can become insidious, like some shape. Um, and when we make something... That's supposed, to, that's supposed to be secondary into something that is primary, that's when everything gets out of whack, right? And so C.S. Lewis, um, Alex, you might have to help me here if I misquote him, but um, so C.S. Lewis talks about fasting and this practice in a lot of his works. And so how many of y'all have read the Chronicles of Narnia? Okay, most of you. Okay, how about screw tape letters? A few of you. Okay, cool. Well, please read all of them. They're so good. I'm halfway through Zon Treader right now. Alex, and so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited. But, so he says that in the Christian calendar, in the liturgical calendar, um, there, is, there are as many fasts as there are feasts. And there are as many feasts as there are fasts. You can't say that quickly. Um, <laughs> that's a really hard sentence. But um, when we look at uh, the Old Testament, when we look at how God interacts with humanity, there are just as many times where he says, feast, celebrate, have joy together, as there are times where he says, you need to repent and you need to fast and you need to mourn over your sin, right? Um, They are both necessary. Um, But if we're honest, we tend to like the feasts more than we do the fasts, and we tend to only show up for half of the church calendar, right? Only the things that sound fun. Um, 
And C.S. Lewis goes on to say that we shouldn't treat the created things of the world like food or any of these things that we've talked about with either worship or contempt, right? Food is good. Like, it's essential, <laughs> like what Brian just talked about, right? Um, the created things are good as long as they're kept in their proper place. And that's what we see in the Garden of Eden, right? We see Eve try to take something out of its proper place, right? And that's where things go crazy. That's where things go wrong. Um, and so if y'all have read Screw Tape Letters, you'll, you'll remember this line. If not, just go read it. Um, it's very short. It's very good. Um, so if you haven't read it, it's, the Screw Tape Letters are just a book by C.S. Lewis where it's, it's kind of a strange concept, but it's two demons um, sharing tips on how they're trying to kind of take down their, their assigned target, their assigned human, right? Okay, so in, in one of the, the letters... Um, Screwtape, one of the demons, writes, don't forget that when we're dealing with any pleasure in its healthy and normal and satisfying form, we are, in a sense, on the enemy's ground. And here, the enemy is really God. He made the pleasures. All we can do is encourage the humans to take the pleasure which our enemy has produced at times or in ways or in degrees which he has forbidden. Right? And so there's this this assumption and this right assumption when C.S. Lewis talks about the created world is good. Our problem is that we warp it into something that it was never meant to be. Um, and that's when all of these things that we've talked about can take over our lives. That's when we need to say, whoa, we need to reorder things. Um, as humans, we tend to take things and take them out of balance. We tend to have a hard time keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Because if we get it's, it's not giving us the joy like we thought it would, right? And so fasting is one of these things. Um, when we do it correctly and when we do it prayerfully, it can help us reorder ourselves back into the balance that God created for us. And so let's go to that second question. Um, what have y'all been taught about fasting? Um, or how have you seen it practiced? Or do you just have a lot of questions and you don't even know where to start because you've never seen it practice? <laughs> what have y'all been taught about fasting? And it's hard, too, because it's, like, especially intermittent fasting is really popular right now, right? So when we're fasting in a spiritual sense, right, we want, it's hard to, not saying, you know, maybe I'll do some way in the process, right? That's, that's hard. And it's hard to, because those are blurry lines. But, yeah, absolutely, there's absolutely physical benefits from it. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that it's a thing of the past. Yeah. So therefore, it's nothing we should do. Y'all, if you learn nothing else, Catholic and bad are not synonyms. Okay. <laughs> Just got to, <laughs> yeah, Elaine. Yeah. The crazy Pentecostals do it, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's in within reason, right? Yeah, when there is a big decision, you know, we see people in the Bible fast, right? But there's a difference between that and going on a hunger strike until God does what you want him to do, right? Um, those are two different things. And sometimes that's what it can become, right? Um, what else? What else have you been taught? Yeah. Well, hopefully we can demystify a little bit of it tonight. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I, I will just tell you all right now, you will never be offered more free food than if you're on a fast. It's just the law of physics. But yeah, Lauren, that's really good because even though there are multiple ways to do that, and there's ways to do it where it's just between you and the Lord and there's ways to do it corporately, I think especially when we're starting out, I think that's super important, right? Because after you've been hungry for like five hours, you can really convince yourself of anything, right? <laughs> right yeah no I think that's really good yeah exactly <laughs> oh gosh I think we'd all just keel over <laughs> sorry I know we're running against time so I'm gonna speed us along here but these are all really good and we'll so we're gonna unpack this a bit more and um and we'll kind of dig into scripture and then we'll have some time for Q&A too so we'll dig into some of these things more but um these are all really good things that y'all have. And so it makes me feel not crazy that maybe I'm not the only one that thought this was foggy. Um, so hopefully we can clear some of this up. So John Wesley, if you've never heard of him, he's kind of the father of the Methodist church. Um, and he says that some have exalted religious fasting beyond all scripture and reason and others have utterly disregarded it. And I think that's probably true, right? And I think, like Lane said, we as, as Protestants, as Baptists, um, as hyper-individualists, um, we tend to, yeah, so bad. Um, we, we tend to say, uh, you know, this doesn't, this feels, um, I don't know what the word is, too corporate, too liturgical, too whatever that is. It's the thing that Catholics do during Lent. It's the thing that those people do. And it feels like asceticism, right? It feels like we're punishing ourselves. Um, and we can quickly find a good reason to not do it. Um, and because fasting has developed this bad reputation, um, people think of it as legalistic, um, or like it's a form of works righteousness, or it's something that's in the past, um, and there's, 
there's all different ways that we can warp it. Um, or like it's just another way to lose weight, right? And that doesn't mean that doing spiritual fasting doesn't have physical benefits, right? Um, it just means that that's not what we're after, right? We know that um, the Lord loves all of us, and so he's going to take care of our body in our physical fasting, but it's not our primary goal, right? And so when spiritual discipline, our culture doesn't give us much encouragement to do it. Um, it kind of pushes us the other way. Um, so let's look to scripture. So there's tons of examples. We talked about Jesus's experience in the wilderness. There's plenty of other biblical examples for fasting. Can any of y'all think of some biblical examples for fasting? Say it again. Esther. Esther? Yeah, absolutely. What else? Yeah, on the mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we'll get in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of what we'll get into, too, there's not a one-size-fits-all for fasting, and the Bible is evidence of that, right? I'm not going to tell y'all to take a 40-day no water, no food fast, okay? Um, that's generally a bad idea. Um, but there are other biblical examples that we should follow, right? But yeah, absolutely. That's one that, yeah, Moses on the mountain for 40 days. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who else can we think of? There's one who has a type of fasting named after him. <laughs> Have y'all heard of this? Daniel, yeah. So Daniel, and this is one that he did. He did a very restricted diet, right? He only ate, um, he didn't eat meat. He didn't have wine. He didn't have um, certain, you know, breads and all these things. Um, so it was a really restricted diet. And so that's a form of fasting too. Um yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Elijah, David, Moses, um, Daniel, Paul. We see Paul fast for three days when he's blinded, right, when he meets with Jesus on the road. Um, there's all kinds of things. And so sometimes these biblical examples, they're individual. It's like Paul. Paul didn't fast with his community, right? That was between him and the Lord for in a really crazy set of circumstances for a few days, right? Um or like Moses on the mountain, he was communing with the Lord. But sometimes they're, they come up in a group emergency or in a national emergency, like in Joel or Second Chronicles or Ezra. Um, in Leviticus, we get all the list of holidays and all the celebrations like we talked about last semester. right? And that includes the Day of Atonement, and that's a day of fasting. Um, that's in Leviticus 23. Um, and they all look different. Um, some just give up food. Some give up food and water. Some limit their diet. There isn't one way to do this. Um, and there were all kinds of purposes for fasting too. And so Jesus gave up, he gave us specific instruction for it. So in Matthew 16, um, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray and he gives them the Lord's prayer, right? And so they've, they've been talking and they're like, Lord, teach us to pray. And he, that's where we get the Lord's prayer. He recites that for us. And then in the same breath, he starts talking about fasting. He finishes the Lord's prayer. And he says, so when you fast, blah, blah, blah. And there is, there's no gap in between. 
And it's almost like he's talking about the same subject, right? He just seamlessly goes into fasting. Um, And he says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others their fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put to your father your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So it's easy to do to use something like fasting um, to try to get God to do what we want, right? Or to make a show of ourselves to look holy. And this is what the Pharisees are, already, are always getting in trouble for, right? So sometimes people put so much... Um, so much focus on the blessings that come out of the practice of fasting that we're led to think that we could just have the world if we just fasted for a few days, right? Or we could, you know, whatever it is that I'm praying for, if I just fast, then I'll receive it, right? And it's such a thin line to walk um, because we should fast, right? And we should pray and those things should go together, but it's not um, a petition that we're delivering to the Lord. Like, look, I fasted for three days, so that should get me what I want, right? Um, everything about the practice of fasting, before we run ahead and start doing it ourselves, everything about fasting has to be centered on God. It has to be God-initiated. It has to be God-ordained. Um, the prophet Anna in Luke 2, when she's uh, ministering to the baby Jesus, says she's worshiping and fasting all together. Fasting is worshiping. Worshiping is fasting. Those are all the same. Um, and every other purpose for fasting has to be subservient to that. Um, and then so later, and we just studied this in Sunday school, um, in Luke 5, 33 through 35, we see Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners as he does, and then Pharisees are confused about that as, as they are, um, which pretty much everything in Luke starts that way, right? Uh, and it says, they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours go on eating and drinking. And Jesus answered, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he's with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. And so he's saying here, you know, he's assuming, first of all, that his followers that his followers are going to fast, right? And we don't see it as a commandment like some other things in the Bible. But there's just an assumption in so much of Jesus' words that we're going to fast. And he points out here that, no, we're not going to make a spectacle of it, um, We're going to shut the door, just like we talked about last week. When we go into prayer, we're going to shut the door. We're going to go into that secret place between us and the Lord, and we're going to pray. And similarly with fasting, we're not going to make it a public spectacle, right? Um, But later in Luke, he says, fasting is important, but both fasting and feasting are holy things. Make no mistake. Don't do what the Pharisees do. Don't make it a legalistic practice or some form of, of righteousness, right? And so the entire intention of fasting is to reorient ourselves towards God. And if there's nothing that you get out of last week or tonight, um, just hear this. All of these things that we're talking about and any spiritual discipline that we could ever talk about, the purpose is to reorient the human heart towards God. And if that's not what's happening, then we need to stop and, and look at it. Okay, so if you get tripped up, if things start to feel foggy, if, you know, even in quiet time or in fasting or in scripture reading or any, in silence and solitude, any of the spiritual disciplines that we could ever talk about, and you should go read the Celebration of Discipline, and I'm going to say that till I'm blue in the face, okay? But any of those things listed in there, if it becomes about something other than reorienting our hearts towards God, then it's, we've, we've taken it out of context somehow. We need to kind of stop. Um, 
because these spiritual disciplines keep things in the right order. Um, fasting can help us set aside things for a while to focus more on the Lord. Um, and of course, we might do this when we need to make a big decision. Me and Blaze did this before we got married. Um, we felt like we should commit a few days to prayer and fasting, and that was great. That gave us a lot of peace. Um, that's not the only time, right? There's so many times where if you need um, some serious communion with the Lord, fasting is a great way to do that. Fasting is a great way to say, I'm going to put everything else aside for a second because I really need to be with the Lord right now. That doesn't mean that he's going to give you the exact answer that you want. That doesn't mean that you're going to hear the Lord like you expect to. That is going to mean that you are growing closer to the Lord, and that's all that we can ever want, right? Um, so maybe it's about a big decision. Maybe it's um, there's something that you need to make prayers of intercession for, um, Maybe it's we're just noticing ourselves being consumed by earthly things. Maybe it's that we just need to grow in some area of our life, and so we're going to set aside a few days to committing ourselves to doing that, right? Um, there's all kinds of fasting lint, or if you grew up um, practicing fasting at all, or if you were taught that at all, um, maybe that feels totally foreign. Um, but like I said earlier, um, with Lent coming up, with Ash Wednesday coming up, um, my hope is that we can lean into this together that doesn't now, this isn't some big unveiling for a 40-day fast that we're all going to do. To get, don't worry. There's not like gotcha at the end of this, okay? But um, what I do want is for us to go towards Easter together, um, to journey towards Easter and the resurrection together, knowing that there is a journey and there, is, um, there are things that come before that. And a lot of that um, leads us to repentance. It leads us towards a reorientation of our heart. Um, and so maybe in this Lenten season, fasting might be something that you try out for the first time. Maybe it's something that you just think about. Uh, maybe it's something that you and a few friends do together. Um, this is something that is going to be worth our time, right? But it is something that's scary, um, and I know that. And so we can kind of unpack that together as we journey towards Lent, um, but just like everything else on the liturgical calendar, and our church is practicing more and more of that, just like everything else on there, it cre- it's all meant to create a rhythm of life that centers around Christ. Um, we look forward to celebrating the resurrection. We remind ourselves that there was a lot that came before Easter morning and that that's worth remembering too. Right? And so we respond to Jesus' call to repent. Um, and that's why so many Christians fast. Um, and there's just other traditions that have paid more attention to that, that have done that differently, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that we're sinning or that they're, or, you know, we get caught up in that. Um, but it's worth our time. And um, so maybe that's something that y'all can just consider. Um, and so I think when we're, when we're thinking, it's, maybe it's not so much about renunciating or about taking things away Though that's a good thing, right? We, if we're going to fast, we need to take away the physical thing that we're dependent on, right? Um, but instead of saying, well, I have to give up this, you know, and I'll be real excited on Easter because I get it back. Um, because that, that might be good, um, but it feels temporary. Um, instead of renunciating, we might want to think about reordering um, and use that as a time to slow down and to step back and to carefully examine ways that we've actively made or passively allowed um, secondary things to become primary, right? And so 
in some, you know, in all of this, um, if you hear nothing else, the purpose of fasting is to keep the main thing the main thing. And if it's doing something other than that, if, you know, and, and it honors the Lord, that's great. Um, but if the main purpose in fasting is not to make the Lord um, the center of your life more and more, then we need to kind of talk about that, right? And so there are all kinds of questions that we can dig into. Um, and so we can just open the floor for fasting or for... <laughs> Um, for questions, <laughs> who would like to fast first? <laughs> yeah, go. Do you want to? Yeah, um, this que- we do have some questions here. How do you crack the code on fasting when you're not otherwise occupied with work, etc., if you actually think less clearly and more about food? Welcome to answer questions, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'll say, especially in my first times of practicing this, um, I was like, this isn't working because all I'm thinking about is how hungry I am. Okay? Um, and that's okay. And I want you to know, if you've never practiced fasting before, it's okay if that's your reaction. Um, you haven't failed. Um, it is normal, right? Our body is used to something. We're not giving our body that thing anymore. And our body's really good at obsessing over something, okay? And our, our brains and our bodies are connected. Um, so first of all, if that is what you experienced, you did not fail. And I don't want you to feel like you disappointed the Lord or that you didn't, you know, do it right. Um, but I will say that over time, um, sorry, we can, um, over time, the spiritual discipline takes hold, right? And so, yes, absolutely, you will be thinking about how hungry you are. Um, And there is idle time spent, right? Because not every time that we're normally eating is a time that we can easily go get away and pray, right? Um, Because the the point of fasting, if we haven't said that already, is to use that time that we normally spend eating to spend time in prayer, right? Um, And that's not, sometimes I'm eating in the car on the way to work and I'm never actually, like, sitting down for a meal quietly in a time where I could... um, easily go off and pray. And I Um, I will say, too, that um, that is exactly great content for prayer. Yeah. Saying to God, Lord, all I can think about is food. The very thing that besets you is is great prayer content. Um, Because it it becomes a back and forth and a real conversation with God. So pray about that very thing. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. Just don't feel ashamed of that. Um, cause it does just like any other mess, right. And that if you've had any amount of prayer since then, it probably doesn't feel as awkward. Um, and kind of the same goes with fasting, but just feel encouraged. Uh, another question here. Fasting has seemed scary, has seemed scary to me. I feel afraid of denying myself something afraid of where it could lead unhealthy denial yeah okay and I failed to mention this before Um, I want to be very very clear about this there are very real um, issues like eating disorders um, other health issues where be it all at least not unsupervised right there are and 
if that is something that you're dealing with, please, please, please feel free to come talk to us um, because we don't want you to say, well, now I need to practice fasting and this is already something that I'm dealing with. Okay, that is absolutely a different thing. Um, so please don't feel like you have this new burden that now you have to navigate, okay? Um, eating disorders, health issues, those are something else entirely and that doesn't mean that fasting can never be a part of your life, but it does mean that that needs to be done in community and that... Um, it needs to be done a little differently. And so just to make that clear, but yeah, it is scary. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't know where the questioner is saying, uh, afraid of where it could lead, but it seems um, the questioner follows it up with the phrase unhealthy denial. It seems like there might be oh, some um, concern here for becoming carried away with this um, obsessive quest yeah. to uh, stamp out, you know, everything that appears to be, you know, have the least appearance of being anti-holy, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and it can become kind of an obsessive yeah. kind of thing. And if you feel like that is um, your inclination and you know yourself, then don't fast alone. Um, please don't. That's, I, I think that's a great point. That's where the, the fellowship comes yeah. in. Um, because just like with anything else, um, we can take a good thing like fasting and make it like the Pharisees did, make it legalistic and make it something that it was never meant to be. Yeah. Um, and when fasting becomes about controlling every part of your body um, to the point where you are hurting yourself and um yeah that you're not taking care of yourself that's one thing and um, and that that is not what fasting is meant to be fasting is only meant to bring freedom and yeah. every fast that we talked about in the bible ended <laughs> fasting was never meant to go on forever okay so jesus stopped fasting um it is not meant to you know if it's a regular practice that's great but you ain't gonna be holier than jesus okay so don't <laughs> Don't. That's tonight's takeaway. <laughs> but just like we said, there's, there is a feast waiting for you that is just as holy and That's just right. as meaningful right. as any fast that you're going to do. Um, and both are important. And so, and I do understand that kind of fear. There's um, everything right about saying to a brother or sister, go with me in this. Yeah. Go with me. And if it feels like something you need to stop, that, you know, yeah. the Lord is compassionate. How often should we fast? That's a good question. Uh, ask the Lord. Um, it, there's not, and part of our freedom in Christ that the Pharisees really just, part of how I pity the, the Pharisees is that they didn't feel freedom. Um, and they kept adding more and more, right? And so part of our freedom in Christ is that there's not a specific answer to that. Um, we're free to fast when we want. And so that's a good thing to ask the Lord about. Um, that's a good thing in your quiet time to say, how do I start doing this? Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's, um, that's something that I've in seasons of my life, not currently that I've tried to do is okay. Once a week, maybe it's just one meal. Maybe it's lunch to lunch. Maybe it's, um, you know, just a certain time that you feel like you can take that time to reorient and uh, bring you in the Lord. Um, cause our time is going to look different. Um, but yeah, I think one, one option too, is that some might find it helpful to, 
uh, orient it towards something in the church year, yeah. like like Lent. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a time every Lent mm -hmm. when you say, I, "I'm going to enter this time yeah. of fasting." Yeah. But it, but like you said, it's it has to be. Um, it, it cannot be this brittle and rigid kind of yeah. um, work-oriented deal. Um, I don't get it. This is interesting. Um, I don't get as much joy directly from God as I do from the tangible created world. Mm -hmm. Help. That's really good. That's, That's really honest. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about that. That's really good. Um, I think that's really honest because they're, that's, that's true. There's, we are getting a much quicker satisfaction and a much quicker sense of joy from something that we can tangibly experience. Yeah. Um, Music that, or food yeah. or, any, you um, know, whatever. That's how the sensory world is, right? Yeah. Um, that does not mean that you cannot find immense joy in the Lord um, or that you are somehow cut off from that or that you aren't incapable of that. And, and this is precisely what fasting is for, I think. Um, this is, this will, it, fasting eventually, uh, there's a, there is a, um, there's a phenomenon known as, um, uh, what is it called? It's a, a protest burst or something like that. When, when um, it's not, it's not quite, that's not quite right, but it's something burst. It's when you first try to stop a behavior and the, the will to do that uh, builds up and you just uh, continue to beat against the door, you know, like a little child, you, you know, you might say, you are going to be quiet and they will just wail and moan. And after a while, it will die down. Now, <clears throat> that's what happens in fasting. You can't, you may say, I, the tangible uh, created order is is where I is where all the action is, and directly from God, it's just I can't get there. But this is exactly what the discipline disciplines enable you to do, what you cannot now do by direct effort alone, yeah. and that's why it's a discipline. It approaches things obliquely. It approaches things at a slant, so that you can sidle up to really you know, what you are wanting to do. Um, you cannot say, I am going to, um, I am going to love that person if it's the last thing I do. Uh, you, you can't force that by will, but you can enter into a discipline that says, I'm going to do an act of service for that person each week. And I'm going to see what happens to my heart as a result of that. Um, that's a discipline, maybe a poor example, but it's, it's just, it's a way of approaching something kind of sideways. And this question, you said it was a real honest question. That's exactly right. God doesn't really excite me as much as trees do, you know, or Netflix or whatever. Um, the, the, the natural, the tangible world, I don't know, food, okay, uh, or a table or whatever, um, that, but 
it's really honest. As much as shoes, I dig shoes, but God, it's hard. Uh, so this extinction burst, that's what it's called, extinction burst. When you, when you cut out food, your body rebels and it says, give me food, give me stuff I can eat and taste and see and feel and smell. And, um, and then after a while, the Spirit of God with your spirit says, no, we're not going to do that. You're not. And that goes into extinction. And then you begin, to, you begin to enter this realm of thinking more clearly about God. So anyway, it's a long way of saying fasting itself produces a God awareness that you cannot obtain by sheer effort alone. Um, and I think it's easy to, uh, because the devil um, works this way, to convince ourselves that maybe just maybe joy isn't my portion, maybe joy isn't something for me, or not something that I can get out of my relationship with the Lord. Um, it's really easy to convince ourselves of that. Um, you say, I've, I've never experienced joy with the Lord the way I do in these other things. Um, and I just want you to know that if you are with Christ um, and the Spirit is in you, joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and that is your portion, and that is a promise of the Lord for you. That doesn't mean that it's going to feel the same all the time. That doesn't mean you're going to be jumping for joy all the time. That doesn't mean that joy is going to look the same in every season. Um, but just be encouraged that that is not something that the Lord is withholding from you, um, and it's something that if you have the Spirit, then that is a fruit that will grow. Um and so I, that's, that's hard when you're not experiencing it right now. Um, that is for you. Mm-hmm. The Lord has those good things for you. Mm-hmm. Right on. That, that's all the Slido yeah. questions. Cool. Anything else yeah. before we? I know it's getting late, and I know the weather is not great, so we don't want to keep you all too late. But anything else that you all have? I know we were kind of. Oh, was there one on more? On Slido? I maybe did it not go. Dang it. Okay, hang on. Hang on, people. We gonna get there. Um, anything else before we find that one? Hang on now. Just hang on. Everybody, hang on. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here it is. Uh. Well, I don't, I don't know what that was. Will, <laughs> will FBC have more organized fasts as with during the height of the pandemic? Mm. That's right. We did. Yeah, we did. Do that. I forgot. Um, there's not any specific plan right now, but I think that is something that would be well received. Um, so the answer is no. <laughs> no. I, we don't know. Um, we don't know. Oh, y'all, seriously, I went before this because I knew that that was going to happen. So this might be a forced fast. (laughs) Stop. Wow. Um, No, but really, that's something that. um, You know what, though? We we can, again, you said something like, as this season approach, you talked about Lent approaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This our our community, the single adults community, can be that community mm-hmm. in which you can feel the freedom to say to a brother, a sister, "Go with me in this fast. Go with me," 
and it can just be known that in this community, in this fellowship, um, fasting happens. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the bumper sticker. Fasting happens, um, and so you know, fast fast happens. What? What? I I missed that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Fasting happens because. Uh, no. Um, no, but that is something that. Um, but you know, it, as would Lent approaches, especially, this is a beautiful season of, of contemplative, uh, and thoughtful, uh, seeking. And you can say to a brother or sister, "Let's do this together. Go with yeah. me." And if it, if it is your first time doing a fast, please grab a few friends um, or yeah. grab me or, you know, whatever. Uh, not that I'm not your friend, but grab somebody and do it <laughs> together. Grab, a, grab some friends or Megan. <laughs> uh, so. Please. No. Um, really, do it, do it together um, yeah. because that is just going to be infinitely more meaningful. Um, yeah. And yeah. so if there's anything else, speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Okay, that is um, all of the questions on Slido for sure. Cool. Um, well, I know we got a Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. What you're saying is inner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, and so but, what you're saying is intercession, right? That's a yeah. That's, right. that's a great way to do that. But in this community, uh, this is a this can be a powerful way of of meeting one another on the way. Yeah. you know, the way of Christ. Yeah. So. so before we leave, um, go pray around tables and pray for one another. Um, and may you have a meaningful and memorable Groundhog Day. <laughs> so <laughs> pray around tables.